Hi, and welcome to Electronic Music Man. I'm James Locksmith. On today's episode, I'm speaking with a beatmaker, DJ, sample fiend, and an electronic musician who goes by the name of Free the Robots. Now, until COVID, he was based in California and part of the pioneering generation of LA's beat scene. Free the Robots came to life after many bands, producing MCs and DJing. He played an integral part in the early years, which has led to collaborations running his venue, The Crosby, and sharing the stage with the likes of Fly Low, DJ Shadow, Prefuse 73, and even Africa Bombarda. Now, his uh, latest uh, release, Datu, and I'm going to quote what I found on his website. Datu is the name given of the ruling head of a clan or tribe during ancient pre-colonial times of the Philippines, colonial colonialization, cultural amnesia, and the reshaping of Philippine culture throughout generations have me have me and countless others almost completely disconnected from our roots with no knowledge of what stories exist in the physical reality of the bloodline. The, con- the concept behind his album, my album, is my way of reconnecting with, an- with my ancestry in the spiritual realm of the creative flow state. That's the quote from Free the Robots. On today's episode, we're discussing letting go of the norm and simplifying your environments, cultural amnesia, and the use of spiritual spirituality in search of a creative flow state. Chris Alfaro, uh, um, welcome. Uh, Free the Robots, welcome to Electronic Music Man. I'm chuffed you're able to make it, and considering where you are... (laughs) Um, it, it, it sounds like it's been uh, a, a mission between communication, but thanks for making it, mate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's, uh, it's definitely a mission, but, uh, you know, that's, that's living on an island for you. Everything's kind of a mission. So tell me, I mean, you were, you were uh, planning this trip to the Philippines and, yeah. um, and then COVID hit. It wasn't like, oh, I got to get out. I'm going I'm to go to the Philippines and escape. You were planning this trip, then yeah. COVID hit. And you're stuck there. So. Yeah. And, we, yeah, I and mean, which, uh, island, I mean, which I, island are you on? It's an uh, island called Shargao Island. It's in the Mindanao area, South Philippines. Okay. And uh, yeah, man, I came here like three years ago and um, decided to get, get in on some land and built a house out here. And it, you know, granted, it was just right in time um, during this whole situation that the place was finished. So, you know, kind of have a place to stay and brought a little studio with me <laughs> to keep keep me busy. And yeah, just been recording out here. Kind of got lucky in a weird way. You know? <laughs> yeah, we were just having a laugh about that. Um, I, I think you did. Like, yeah. I keep wondering, I keep saying to myself, I wish I could be stuck on an island somewhere right now. And, and, and lo and behold, you're you're living the dream. <laughs> uh, I think so. Dream or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever this whole situation is. It's like I don't know. It's it's, it's bringing in a lot of uh, different types of emotions and. I you know, bet. I bet. Clearly, yeah, very much connected to what's happening back home, but at the same time over here, where I'm just you know <laughs> disconnected at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's, it, kind of it, it's kind of it's interesting how uh, the parallels with. Um, your latest album and it's almost like um, some kind of fulfilling prophecy happened here you know like you you're wanting to 
your album and the exploration Datu was to help you reconnect with your 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 roots and here you are you're um kind of being forced to do that <laughs> yeah i don't know what forces really led me here during this right. time and but whatever <laughs> whatever happened i'm here and uh yeah it's kind of wild because you know right when i got here was like the two-year anniversary of me actually finishing the album and uh yeah i don't know i'm just kind of taking it day by day it's <laughs> it's, it's it's unexplainable what's happening actually mm. and um so i i imagine there's like uh, as i mentioned uh you're wanting to uh like in this in this situation that i think we're we've all been we're all confronting sort of old stories and shadows and and within ourselves and learn um some of us are aware or have developed sort of awareness towards that and are learning how to let go and let go of the norm and yeah. simplify simplifying yeah. our environments now i guess has that been um i guess a, 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 an aspiration like to find yourself because you you said that you you've been working on this development this home a new home on this island for for the last three years is that right yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and is that is yeah, that is, is that a, is that because you've wanted to create this new life anyway, to 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 simplify uh, environments and sort of disconnect from uh, an, a, another reality? I mm -hmm. guess. I guess I mean it was kind of more of a whim, man. I was, I guess my subconscious kind of pushed myself in that direction, but I actually, you know, found this place on some. It was a unpaid gig that was available that i was just like you know i don't want a new experience see what happens and um ended up falling in love with this place and uh you know started just like kind of focusing shifting some of my energy towards you know building a an eventual life over here you know even if it's you know i did i didn't have any definition of what i wanted to do but clearly i'm just here now and i, I pretty much become accustomed to the island lifestyle like really completely disconnecting with what I was, um, you know, myself in the city. It's it's kind of wild. It's a big change, man. It's like <laughs> it's a head trip to just like kind of be out here, really. Mm. So, and and you what you you've been, you've been there what three months now, and uh, like, yeah. I, I, and you mentioned that you are being like you're still sort of connect like still connected with LA, and yeah. Uh, yeah so how's that been like how's that been to kind of be sort of looking from far now and seeing seeing la and seeing your friends and 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 can, you know being a, from a from a, a dip, uh, yeah, different place now to see it from there uh yeah i mean i mean clearly there's a lot going back going uh, yeah. on back home and you know i'm so tightly knit with my friends back home and the music community and just you know the whole city in general and um part of my soul has kind of disconnected from the lifestyle but you know it's like the friends and family and and everybody that i miss back home they're like on the front lines of the craziest shit to happen mm. like in forever yeah. and um you know between everything that's clearly going on from the virus to uh the movement of 
all the exposure that <laughs> all, everything that's happening in America, everything that's being exposed right now and everything, it, it, you know, and I'm kind of disconnected. I don't really have proper internet. I really have to go into town to get, to get it. So I slide into town and I see, you know, people's stories on social media and things kind of popping up. I'm like, what is happening? Like, on one hand, I'm living this lifestyle over here that I've slowly built and, and currently living on. But on the other side, I'm seeing a whole new reality hap- like unfolding back home. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I've always, you know, staying back home, like a lot of things that are being uh, addressed right now. It's, I've been about it like since I was a young child and it's 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 good to see it come to light and people being a little bit more active about you know change um but you know there's everything is happening at once so a lot of different emotions are exploding between you know because you want to consider everyone's safety at the same time and you know this virus isn't really going away anytime soon Mm. so yeah man i like (laughs) yeah well i I, look it's it's I've I've pondered on the whole idea of like if if we didn't have internet and we didn't have um, uh, so so I've thought about what about the communities that are that are away from the the, the main mm. happenings like the the the, the people who are living on islands in different parts of the world that are uh. not that are not fully exposed to what's happening it's like and you kind of wonder what if if there was an internet would the would the virus and be so in your face and would it be so fearful and mm. like it's kind of like the the virus is kind of spreading because of social media <laughs> you know like yeah, the, fe- the, I mean, the just... fear you know like like i mean the, the virus yeah. we know the virus is real and we know that people are yeah but but like there's it's, it's like intensified and it's amplified and and uh it just seems it just seems that uh yeah living on an island right now just sounds so good yeah no no i I mean yeah i mean it's i mean it's clearly a big problem in the philippines in general Mm. uh you know manila and cebu are seeing numbers that are just rapidly growing and they don't know and no one knows what to do um we're in an island clearly but it's not like we're completely immune to it over here i mean things can happen right. you know there's but what's the what's the situation with travel like are they allowing people to come to, come to and from the, the the island or is the island is like a complete blocked off now and they're not allowing travel i mean from uh from what i understand it's blocked i mean at least for sure the the planes aren't coming in there's planes going out to get people back home you know there's a lot of foreigners stuck here like they've been straying here from the get and they have these sweeper flights to take people out but uh from what i understand there are still people coming in from the ports from the local other islands and and close mainlands um which is kind of scary you know because we've been like isolated here and honestly completely disconnected we just kind of you know live in these small villages and surf (laughs) you know it's been really really peaceful um but yeah i mean there's always that kind of like got to keep your mask on still mm. still got to like maintain social distancing and and 
Okay. Yeah, as much as there's there hasn't been a case here, but you know, yeah. you still no one really knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not like yeah. they're conducting tests there, are they? On the island. No, there's no <laughs> tests here, bro. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and look, uh, your your album, um, Datu. Am I saying it right? Yeah, that's the correct. Yep, yeah, that's yes. correct. Yeah, cool. Uh, and and you know that's it. Seems like um, it's been part of like a, a, you know a, a shift in in your life and a, and a new awareness into sort of getting in touch with your roots and. Just get in touch with spirituality and this, um, you, you know, just changing your lifestyle, it seems. And you've been on this path now for three years to kind of change. Is, is it all kind of all, in, yeah. all sort of encompassing, right? Like it's all part of this new sort of era for yourself. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, big time. Tell me, tell me more about that. And what led you to this whole new I mean, there was... I mean, for the long, I mean, um, I had, you had mentioned the Crosby. I, I had mm -hmm. owned a uh, restaurant bar, ven music venue, um, you know, for about eight years. And uh, part of that, you know, I was kind of, when I was younger, I mean, I was 25 when I opened that place, you know, and it's, it's uh, as far as like the music community goes, that were, that's where like one of the, the go-to spots aside from the low end theory and, and other spots here and there, like, it was a huge undertaking to have as an artist to, to, to pull the trigger on such a intense business. And, you know, we were, me and my partners, we were all young, didn't know what we were doing, but we got through it, you know, at least for that many years. And uh, when that went down, I decided, shit, like, I don't really have anything anymore. I mean, I have, you know, like I got my music and everything, but it was, it took so much, it was so much of my lifestyle to be going there every night, you know, booking this spot. Um, while at the same time maintaining a music career, like touring and stuff, it's, it was just an intense decade of my life. And once that went down, I was kind of open to anything. I started wandering, lived in Barcelona for a few months, <laughs> kind of just kept on coming back and forth to Asia and just like, I don't want to call it soul searching, but I was just kind of, yeah, in a, in a way. Yeah, in a yeah, yeah, figuring it out, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just figuring it out. I mean, like, you know, Free the Robots has kept me on the road for, you know, a decade plus, And I've used that as an opportunity to um, uh, extend my time in, in these countries and, you know, learn other cultures and, you know, try to understand what it's like to live in another place. And yeah, man, it taught me a lot and ended up in the Philippines. And I realized I don't really know that much about my culture and no, neither does a lot of people um, because of, you know, history. Our history books have been kind of erased <laughs> like a oh, lot of too, huh? colonized countries. <laughs> yeah, let's just say uh, that's kind of been part of the main agenda. But uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so is that where the whole idea of uh, cultural amnesia uh that I mean, that's such a a profound kind of term, you know. That I I, I want you, yeah, elaborate more on that. Is that is that where that came from? Because it of some sort of history um, erase, or or um, or just yeah. the fact that you know, just generally being numbed by so much other 
noise that we, you know, mm-hmm. we do get cultural amnesia. Is that, yeah, tell me more about that. I mean, when I say cultural amnesia, it's, I feel like, you know, the Philippines have been colonized for over 400 years and um, whatever the, whatever happened during that time, um, I'm going to guess that a lot of our history was <laughs> erased from, from, you know, existence. And um, it, it's, we became a culture that was based off of colonization. It, uh, I, Okay, so I guess from my experiences going into Indonesia, places like Indonesia and Malaysia and, you know, surrounding, um, you know, surrounding the Philippines, the islands and the lands around here, a sense it's, it's such a, it's a different culture, but I feel like we should be more connected to how they were living. Like if it wasn't for so much change through um, colonization, we would, you know, be a little bit, we have a lot of similarities to them. I don't know how to actually articulate this, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just feel like uh, the Philippines had such a unique situation where we're very much Spanish and American, but we kind of lost what being Filipino was like along the way. You know what mm. I mean? Um, and yeah, there's just amazing stories. I started, you know, going in, um, internet wormholes and started reading a lot of books about, you know, art history and, and arts in the arts and like the different types of tribes, the different types of cultures, the different types of food, everything, you know, cause without like that connection to your past, you kind of, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I feel like understanding where you came from gives you a, a sense of pride or, or, uh, I don't know, it empowers you in a way that like, okay, that's in my bloodline, you know, that's, this is, this is what existed, but I, f- I feel like it's not, it's not like a, a thing that most Filipinos really care about is, is that the past that we have, what, what we have, these stories that we have, it's like, it's based off of the uh, colonial um, values, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, let's, whiten our skin or mm. or you know eat bad food <laughs> you know yeah. it's yeah yeah it's i can kind of go on for it no that's all right that's all right yeah that's all right. yeah yeah, yeah. Right. like i mean uh, so has this so is this what kind of inspired the datu uh project when like when you set out to do it it, it put you on a uh a, a a, a mission to kind of connect some dots to, to, yeah. to learn more about yeah. m- more about your past, yeah, uh, where you came from, and yeah, mm-hmm. and tell that and be able to tell well, that story as well. Exactly, like it's more so. Okay, see, these are sounds that were created by um, Filipinos before me, and I'm part of the diaspora of you know I'm a Filipino American completely disconnected but i feel like what they were they created and somehow recorded uh i wanted to connect the dots for me as being part of the diaspora um in the modern in a modern way of making music 
it's kind of my uh, collab, my jam session with them, I'd say. You know, like, uh, it's just my contribution. Because we all, you know, we're, I'm a hip-hop head at heart, and we come to sample jazz music and all that, and, and psychedelic music. And I just figured take the same format and go back to my roots and see what I could do with it. Mm. You know, and... Um, yeah, it came out. Datu came out, and I'm, I'm happy with the results. Uh, yeah, and I'm. <laughs> it's starting. It's it's. It's getting attention, um, and, and starting to turn heads in the Philippines, as well. Because you know, it's like, what is this album, and who's like, why? Why is this album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's yeah. You just. Uh, I don't know. I, I I just there's really no reason other than that. Just I've just felt a little bit more connected to my culture more recently, and yeah, yeah, and wanted to put it on record. Well, it's look. I, I, it seems like it's it's uh, it's set uh, a lot of different kind of um, uh, trajectories for you. Like it just kind of like started off these whole like it it, it it's kind of in parallel with where who you evolved into now and where you are in your life right yeah now, you know? like it's uh, exactly yeah. it's kind of like um yeah and so in one way this is like what uh, what actually ha occurred um and what the kind of things that you wanted to achieve from it tell me a bit about like the creative flow state that you talk about here and and is that because um you know finding did you find that like if you're setting out to to achieve um to try to find like through this process this would help your mm -hmm. creative flow state or like is that what you what what was the intention there um well so since i for datu i was um focusing more on indigenous music which is not really like me as a modern producer from hip-hop you know there's there's an end goal to this you know like you put it out you get an audience and you know I mean, you could make a living off of it whatever but uh the indigenous they i feel like they were creating from more of a spiritual level you know so with tribes it was just you know simple rhythms and whatever they had and it wasn't like you know there was no nothing really affecting them in like in terms of recording it or 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 you know gaining you know like it's just just the original way of making music the tribes would communicate they would entertain and and it would just be a session really and um that flow like that's if you notice with the the datu album we really didn't go anywhere there's there would be a rhythm and then you know sometimes there'd be a change but then for the most part it was just it's not like pop music where there's like verses and choruses it was just like just go and almost like and a stream of consciousness like a stream of consciousness exactly yeah, but through sound mm. exactly mm -hmm. yeah exactly which is where i feel like the indigenous connected that you know i i, I was listening to their their jams on on um the kulintang uh gongs and stuff which is a 
an instrument that, that I sampled also was um, used very much in the Philippines and this whole region. And um, yeah, it was, and I would see videos of it and there, there it was, it was just their flow. It wasn't, it wasn't about creating a song. It was just that moment. And that's, that's where I wanted to go with this album. Right. And did, did you find yourself, um, you know, through, through the production process and, and actually through the, uh, uh, creating the, the music for this record, did you find yourself um, sort of feeling sort of spiritual through the process? And did you find yourself like some kind of elevation, you know, some op like awareness and consciousness, uh, you know, did you get that kind of experience? I did. I mean, I'd get that kind of experience with whatever I'm working on. Mm. But this one was different. I mean, I literally had nothing with me. I had like a keyboard, uh, an iPhone where I would record stuff and like, you know, my computer broke like reason. And I was I rented this really crusty house <laughs> on next to the beach. And uh, it was more my environment that I was pulling from and just like my situation. I had just gotten injured, actually. I got in a motorbike accident, and I was, like, sitting there. <laughs> uh, I mean, the whole situation was as limited and as rough as it could possibly be. I didn't really talk about this with anybody, but, like, my shoulder was screwed up. Um, I was getting, like, infected cuts, and I'm in the middle of the jungle, so it's just getting more infected. I couldn't move. I, like, had to do everything pretty much with, like, one hand. But I think with so many limitations, it kind of it, it sparks another a, a, another side of your brain yeah, yeah, yeah. in the creative process. It's like you can sit there with the most amazing studio and you're comfortable, but I don't feel like comfort breeds the most creative states. This was the most uncomfortable I could possibly be recording. And that's <laughs> that's the story of how I made that. Wow. Too. Wow. Yeah. And what about uh, like so? Uh, is making music your meditation or do you do or do you actually practice some form of meditation as well or like, would you find um, yeah. like in this process is it as a meditative state for you extremely meditative but I have many meditative states music you know you definitely zone in I mean I actually my last EP that I actually did in COVID is called Malinao EP that was um, also made on this island. I did it two, like two months ago. That is it. The whole flow, um, you could hear it through that album too. Just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm really affected by my environments and it has to change if I want to change my sound. And that's, um, that's, that's kind of why I've been kind of moving around a lot, you know, working on stuff. But other than music as a meditative like state, I definitely meditate as in actually meditate and, you know, try to live as healthy as possible. Um, out here, it's, it's a surf island. Surfing is quite possibly the most meditative state that you could be in, but also intense. Um, yeah, I'm just really zenning out, detoxifying myself, really. Fantastic. Especially on an island. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, when when can we expect to, to hear the music that you've been making in this in, during COVID? Um, and you, 
you said you did you did this EP. I'm, is this is this the only stuff that you've done, or you got something else happening as well? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a a couple of things that I recorded during COVID. So there's a Mali Now EP, which is uh, out now, and then there was a single Aswang, which is also what I did here. Um, but the one that's actually releasing that's on the way is the album that I was working on prior to even leaving to the Philippines right. this time, right. um, which is a full album. And I dropped the first single last week. Welcome to Los Angeles. It's a little different sound clearly from the COVID sessions. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's when I was in the city. Uh, it's a lot more collaborations on this album. But, yeah, there's a lot of music going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, 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 um, you started, like, I see that you, your, your early part of your career, um, in, or is it around early 2000s, um, you would have been a teenager then, if I'm correct. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that would have been, um, uh, I guess the, the, uh, the early, uh, stages of, 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 um, the LA beat scene and you were kind of like quite involved at, at that at, uh, in that sort of oh yeah, days. yeah I mean it the early days it was uh, you know LA and, um, and and the scene in general of just Southern California and the West Coast was just kind of ready for something new there was a time like hip-hop kind of it was starting to experiment a little bit more, but then at the, and then a lot of things were happening. Like the rave thing was starting to really pop off, and and, and the punk scene was, you know, doing different things. And I feel like it was just like ready to boil over. Mm. Every like uh, throughout the city, there was so much, so much diversity, and and I think when um, I guess we just needed a place for all the weirdos of the city to come together and that for me i mean there was little there's things here and there there was a you know sketchbook and and um and like you know project load and, and things that 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 were um open to things that to different type of music and and just all around la progress and then for me like personally the low end theory is what really became the home um for, for that, a lot of that, you that got attention yeah and and it happened pretty instantly i think i don't know within the first year it just kind of exploded yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i mean everyone was just ready for something something new and something that they could call theirs you know the first time ever la had its own sound because before this it wasn't a, a LA's electronic sound. LA's had its own sound for many different genres, but in, as far as electronic music, you know all the um, all the uh, the you know London, Chicago, Detroit, New York, you know they had the techno, the house, the drum and bass. Everything was just popping everywhere, and um, with the beats and like our version of of instrumental hip hop, it became a sound that was pretty much. Uh, defined by los angeles mm. Mm. yeah i mean there's uh yeah because you, you when you think about it you uh, the the 
you don't really see like the other than other than the beats the beat scene mm -hmm. you know the i mean who's now you're hearing more housey sounds you're hearing yeah. more uh techno sounds coming out from la um oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah that's for sure uh i guess i guess this is all sort of part of that uh evolution i mean when, when i when i always think of la i just think of funk and g-funk and, and and you know oh yeah uh, which is still <laughs> Love which that. is still very very much part of the the tapestry in the background of a lot of sounds like that that kid yeah that kid uh channel treads i just love i love what he, he's doing um yeah. Oh yeah, great, amazing! So combining, he's doing funk, yeah, house, yeah, and yeah, hip hop. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and he's from Compton, you know. It's just like wow. Um, I yeah, yeah man. I, I was just like, this guy's like combining this sort of G funk with Moody Man kind of house, Detroit kind of mm -hmm. house. I was like, whoa! And even even his rhymes and and his voice, but his voices, yeah, I, 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 I Personally, I'm loving what's actually been coming out of LA for the last few years. I find it really exciting. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's definitely been evolving in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm just talking about LA beats as in, you know, the era oh, of course, you know, of 2006 course. to like 20, you know, 15-ish, yep. maybe even beyond. But there's, there's, you know, if you really like go through the city and go through the different like warehouse parties and after hours yep. and stuff that's happening everywhere, there's... I mean, there's something for everyone, you know, mm. and uh, I'm loving that. I'm loving the the, um, the house and, and the new techno and, and, and you know, Latin um, music that's going on and people just taking it there. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, it's, it uh, yeah, de definitely. Grow. But 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 the the beat scene, you could say, was very much, um, you could say, had a big influence on that. On, on the foundations of this whole new sort of culture, electronic music culture. Um, that's that's yeah, that's how yeah. that's how from some, from someone who lives away from LA and seeing from within. That's how I see it. You know, like uh, looking from from afar. You know, and seeing seeing that. Mm. I guess the format. Um, you know, it's just it. The beats evolved when uh, studios became accessible, basically. Yeah. And the idea of being an electronic musician in different, you know, uh, playing with different genres, it just, it became possible for anybody. And we have social media and you could have an instant audience and really spread that way. And there's tons of spaces that, that open up their doors with open arms for people to play. You know, it's just... That's the thing too. It's the uh, it's the city and it's the um, the music venue owners that are just you know there's there's a, there's a heartbeat there and, and it allows for music to evolve for sure. Mm. And a lot of collaborative. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go on. Just uh, mainly a lot of collaborative energy. It's also there's no like beef between neighborhoods. You know what I mean? You could be from anywhere. You could be from you know South Central to Pasadena to Highland Park. You're going to the same venues. You are all friends. Everyone, there's no separation there, really. It's all about music. That's great. It's all about, um, yeah, I mean, it's, which hasn't, you know, in the 90s and stuff, there was a heavy separation between neighborhoods. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, 
to be quite honest, you know, racial separations, mm. which was just like, it's kind of wild to think because it doesn't, that's not really a thing anymore. You know, it's very unified, you know, in this new era, everyone's just like about being, I don't know, everyone's down with being different and, and being open-minded and that helps with music and culture in general mm. for so, so why do you think why do you think now like i mean the state of i guess i guess that's that's a that is a a smaller um sort of section of the states we're talking about here when you look at the the rest uh, of yeah. <laughs> the rest of the, the rest of the u.s right now and and that i, I mean and and it's, and it's not even just the u.s i mean just we you will find a unification through music and yet when you look at outside of the world of music then you just think how can there be so much separation still today and we're still dealing with all these issues i mean you kind of i guess it's like things that have been sort of kept under the carpet and now that's why it's things are pop, yeah. popping off right now because it's like things that just the yeah. unspoken stuff is all sort of like all right it's time it's time to we, we address this stuff now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> It boggles my mind that that this has to like it's 2020, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like what? But you know, we're also in LA, where you know our frame of, of society is 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 very multicultural, and we we are each other's. We live by each other. We share. See, I don't know. I mean, there's and then there are the other states where like, damn. I mean, completely you just manipulated by this system somehow just creates this like racist ideals i'm just like what but i mean at, at least there's movement now it's just it's it's crazy to see what i mean even now there's like some fireworks thing that's happening mm. which is like people are all sus suspect about <laughs> where i don't know i like i don't really get that much news because i don't have the internet as much but every time i do I, I see something new mm. and uh it's just boggles my mind well, la it seems like la really represented though like even from a from a oh yeah uh, from a uh a, a legitimate like a, from from even from parliament like like down like they they kind of took matters into their own hands and then the, and then the the people of la kind of really stepped up um yeah you know, yeah i mean it's it's been like that um recent years for sure mm. Uh, yeah, man, just taking the power yeah. back. That's once again. This is my whole. This is my whole thing with education, with culture. Mm. It, you, once you know the things that have been kind of suppressed by this system, this like, um, you you take you're able to take your power back, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 understand this history. You start learning what happened, what the Black Panthers were doing, and you you learn about what happened to them and certain names, certain things that were kind of covered up. And you're like, no, this is, you know, and um, you get a uh, makes you move mm. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> makes you move a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, look i i had this thought just now like um uh and it and it's escaped me again <laughs> um 
You know, yeah. it was about, I was, you know, thinking about how, um, yeah, the, uh, tell, tell me a bit, tell me about Wild Animals, uh, the, the, the radio show. And which one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My how, how are you, how are you, oh, yeah. are you doing, how are you, how are you doing, conducting the shows now from, from, um, Wild Animals, sorry, from where you are in, in, um, uh, in the Philippines now? How are you? are you still um yeah <laughs> i mean there's always challenges uh but there see i do dj on this island there there are um parties that we awesome. do there's a, a couple of venues. yeah yeah i mean not right now because parties aren't just they're just not happening mm. but you know usually I, I um i play at some friends resorts and bars just like on the side and uh you know we play fun music out here and there are controllers unfortunately there's no turntables but uh we're able to get um you know use a room in a resort and 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 record whatever sessions we want for djing i've been putting a lot of mixes out and i'm still able to do mild animals from here i just have to you know work around i gotta go into town do my session and then i gotta find another place with good enough internet to send my pre-record over to my partner phil and uh, we're able to work. Excellent. Are you are you sort of like splitting splitting the show? Yeah. So there's ways. There's ways to. You're splitting the show up between you, um, like you're saying you're doing the pre-recorded. And you've got this. You've got the little studio set up there, so you're at, you're able to 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 bang out some shows as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm able to. I'm able to still do within, you know, limitations what I was doing back home in L.A um but yeah it's it's still always a mission <laughs> and you also got to deal with weather and you know just timing like there's always like blackouts that happen here right like every week at least <laughs> <laughs> so you i don't know but how, how long how long has it been um just... how long have you been with nts like doing the show there nts i think we've been here uh we've been doing the show for like three years oh, yeah, i think cool. I want to say it's been a while. I, I actually don't know. Um, three three years, I, I'd say a little bit over All three right, years. Right yeah, okay. and yeah, it's it's just like an outlet for me and my buddy. We're both into like all sorts of different music, and we collect all sorts of different music. Mm -hmm. We have a bunch of friends in the scene, so you know. And it's not always about DJs and artists, like um, musicians that we feature. You know, sometimes we feature visual artists or people who just are into good music in general. Mm. Yeah. Great. Well, um, do you want to tell the listeners where we can find uh, more about Free the Robots? Like what links? I've got, I'm gonna, I've got a, a few here that I'll, I'm going to list. Uh, but yeah, where's, where's mm -hmm. the best place for people to find you and hear? And, and also the new album. When is that? When are you expected to, to get that out as well? um i want to get the album out this year i mean it's, it's not like I, I i'm hoping for like august september maybe um but yeah there, there's no real format anymore because i feel like the music industry kind of not shut down but things are kind of just changing a bit mm. so i'm kind of just gonna straight up do this independently um diy styles like i used to do 
when I was a kid doing Free the Robots back in the day. <laughs> it's kind of winging it in a way, I'd say. Okay. Um, yeah, but as far as links go, <laughs> Instagram, maybe Facebook, Free the Robots, um, Mild Animals for sure, Mild Animals, if you type that on NTS. And uh, yeah, I mean, Google. Google free the robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah. Chris uh, Alfaro, free the robots. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again for uh, taking the time and, and making this work, you know, with considering where you are. And, and uh, it uh, was definitely uh, a, a great way to, to learn about what's happening where you are at the moment as well and get an insight to yeah. uh, your inspirations around uh, your music and what you've been up to. Uh, thank you again for, for, for being here, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yo, thank you. Right. Um, it's been a pleasure, man. Awesome. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you for tuning in for Electronic Music Man for today's episode. By, uh, if you want to talk with me, learn more about uh, some personal development stuff, things in the music industry, hit me up at info at jameslocksmith.net. You can also uh, sign up to the newsletter to find out the new notifications and uh, find out straight up what's happening with uh, things James Locksmith and Electronic Music Man. You can find that on jameslocksmith.net. And what else? We've got... Um, if, if, by all means, I do love your feedback. Send me uh, reviews on and and uh, yeah let me know what what we can be doing to improve the show what things you love about the show um, all feedback is welcome thanks again chris we'll stay in, thank you very much stay in touch my man it's great to hear from you all right man likewise all right take care Bye-bye.